This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield. It impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell and Scott Tanfield from Friends of Fulham and the Fofcast. This episode, we're going to talk about the situation with Scott Parker and Fulham and a lot more than that because uh, it's not just about Scott Parker with Fulham right now. The club has serious issues, in my opinion. We're going to talk about all of them, but it really is going to center around the beginning of it, obviously, talking about the situation with Scott Parker. Will he stay? Will he leave? We're going to talk all about it. And if you're watching live, please do share some questions for Scott and also for Emilio. If you have some questions, please share them with us because uh, we definitely want your interaction in this episode. It should be interesting because uh, there's a lot to talk about. But before we do anything else, let me go to my co-host first. Mr. Danella, how you doing? Hey, Russ. Hi, Scott. Yeah, I'm okay. Not too bad. Life. Life plows on. It's actually been quite nice not having to think about football and Fulham in particular. Uh, I've been watching the Euros, just taking my mind off Fulham Football Club, but it's yeah. actually been quite welcome not thinking about Fulham. I actually have not given it much thought <laughs> the last few weeks. I, I don't really care at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit like Scott at the moment, really fed up with the club, 
embarrassed by the club. Yeah. And to be honest, I've got better things to be worrying about than all this nonsense about Fulham Football Club. It's at the end of the day, it's a club, it's a football game. There's bigger things to be worrying about. I'm actually fed up with the club. So to be honest, I, I even forgot that the fixtures are being announced next week. Do I care? Absolutely not. So sorry, Scott. I'm taking a leaf out of your book for a change. <laughs> I'm I'm the old grump here today. I'm just fed up with the club, really. <sighs> Well, you know, it's funny because, Emilio, I actually feel just like you do. And that's the problem here. And and we're going to dive into that because why do you feel that way? Why are you thinking the way that you're thinking? That's a problem. And you're not the only one that feels that way. Scott, over to you. Your opening thoughts. Yeah, hi, Russ. I mean, mean, Christ, that's how I'm going if you're as depressed and miserable as me. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I'm going. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all good, Russ. It's good to be on. I haven't been on for a while. Um, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I've got one eye on the Euros, but I've also still got one eye on Fulham and the situation. Yep. Yeah, of course, I'm worried. Um, it's one of those kind of scenarios where I think, here we go again, you know, um, and it just seems to be another drama that's kind of unfolding. Um, most people are not bothered, you know, they're a bit peed off with the situation. Um I'm desperate to find out what's going on because as days or, you know, time ticks past, we've got a season to get on with. And That's right. I, I want to know, same as everyone else, of where we're going to be. So, Okay, excellent, Scott. All right. So let's not waste any time. Let's start with what's been going on lately. And again, there's a lot of media speculation on the future of Scott Parker. Will he be staying at form? Will he be leaving possibly to Bournemouth? So let's start here. Let's, let's start with the basic question, Emilio. Do you want Scott Parker to leave? Yeah, I do. I do want him to leave. You know, my views have changed in the last, well, the last three months, to be honest. I was always a bit like you when we when he got the job. We've obviously, neither of us were inspired when he got the job a couple of years ago. When it, but you, you, you accept the decisions by the owners and the club and you, you support the club through thick and thin. So, you know, give him his dues. He got us promoted um, a year ago, albeit, I think, not fortuitously, but I, don't, I think we underachieved that season. But we got through the playoffs, and we we effectively won the uh, you know the, the head-to-head games in the semi-finals and final. Premier League, let's not talk about it. It's depressing last season, but my my views changed as the season progressed. There was that period December time, January, we were starting to get some good performances, but we kept saying draws aren't enough. We need to convert these draws into six wins. And clearly, I saw some poor decision making, poor tact, lack of tactics, not. Give, I don't know, something just wasn't quite right. And at the end of the day, I just saw clearly with the players and that squad on paper, we should have been closer to surviving than we actually were. And to be honest, I just saw some those those last six to eight games basically changed the tide for me. And for me, I want him to move on and I want the club to go new new direction, new ideas, new philosophy. But Parker's not the only problem that he's supported out. There's obviously other issues. Absolutely not. But I, Absolutely. I'd like him to move on and allow us to, I don't know, it just feels... We've got we've, he, Scott Parker's got an identity, and the media were you know, loving his approach, his style, his his dress sense. But the performances weren't there to win games week in week out. He was stubborn and didn't change things. So for me, he's had plenty of opportunity. The club has not advanced in the two years he's been a leader. We're no better off now than we were two years ago. Same position, probably in a worse state to be honest, with the club in turmoil. Okay, and Emilio, before I go to Scott, I'm going to go back to you because what convinced me where I was on on the feeling that they need to make a change was uh, after the Leeds match. Because here was an opportunity, I thought, for Fulham to kick on 
and they went in the other direction and they went all the way down. Are the players responsible for that? Absolutely. But doesn't Parker need to take some responsibility for this or even more than a little responsibility? Why did they go down when they were going against teams that were on their level? So for yeah. me, that's where I changed my mind. I'm like, you know what? I don't like the style of play. I don't like the fact that they were not improving. And I've said this as well, Emilio. Name me a player that improved under Scott Parker over the course of the season. Many, regressed, many regressed, unfortunately. And that's the exactly. thing. Exactly. You know, I still, you know, I've said it a few minutes ago. That squad on paper, yep. I thought should should have stayed up in the Premier League. Now, could Graham Potter have got more out of this team? Could the Southampton manager have got more out of this team? The teams Maybe. around us, well, Maybe. typically the teams around us. That pay, that squad on paper was good enough, good experience, good qualities, but it just didn't just didn't work out. You know, clearly yeah. it didn't work. Out. I don't I don't buy this. Oh, first four or five games, we we you know we had a you know we were on the back foot. Yeah, there's partly that, but you've had thirty odd games to to pick up more than five six victories, and that's a problem. And it's it's we yeah. were not we weren't brave enough. He wasn't brave. That's just championship football a season ago. Same thing again. We aren't yeah. impressed throughout the whole season. We're either winning or we're losing. Not many draws that season, weirdly. But I keep saying, losing at Hull, 3-0 at home. Barnsley, 3-0 at home. Barnsley away with it. It's, it's not good enough. Championship, we weren't good enough. Yet we, we scraped through, grateful for it. It gave us an opportunity in the Premier League and unfortunately didn't grab it. But that squad was good enough to stay in the Premier League, in my opinion. And he's got to take some responsibility as well. We can't just blame Tony Khan for everything. Scott Parker is accountable for a lot that went wrong last season. Okay. I, I agree with that. And as I said to our friend of the show, Rob Wilson, the only way I would be okay with him coming back would be if they got rid of Tony Khan and there was someone in that role to mentor him as a director of football to work with him on, on a day-to-day basis. That's the only way. But if it's going to be the way that I think it's going to be, then I think he needs to go. He has not changed the style of play. Scott, over to you. I want to get your thoughts. Because, like I said, for me, it all changed after the Leeds match. But I'll throw this into the mix when it comes to Scott Parker, even in the championship. And I can remember even, I believe you were mentioning the fine margins. We never really dominated anyone. That should have been more of a red flag, Scott, that we were playing games, you know, and I've said this to others, not to lose instead of to win, Scott. He's a manager that is conservative. He plays not to lose. I don't like that in my manager. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never had an emotional attachment towards Parker. Um, I mean, I didn't mind him as a player. Um, you know, he was, he, he was quite a hard and defensive type midfielder. Um, you know, he came to Fulham at the end of his career. Um, call it another payday, you know, as, as what players do. We got relegated with Parker. Um, you know, he left, he come back. Um, you know, like you're saying, Russ, the championship season for me wasn't great. I thought we, you know, on paper, we had probably one of the better or the best squads within within that division. Totally agree. We struggled at times to find an identity. We we struggled at times to, to play playing football. Um, some of the games that you kind of pulled up there, I, I just thought to myself, we looked very average. Players were very average. And I think we sort of bumbled through that season based on quality of um, squad rather than quality of coaching. Right. Uh, all right. Okay. Yes. Probably going to get sort of fingers pointed at the final, um, you know, final West Brentford and, and outsmarted them. Then yes, maybe. Um, 
But we get promoted, and I get that we don't get players in on time. We know on this show, talking about this, that there are deeper problems at the club. But I'm with Emilio. We we had, I think, a kind of a better squad than 2019. Mm. And we just didn't really produce. Um, I found some of Parker's coaching tactics or overall decisions very odd at times. I found our play very boring. Um, yeah. In a Premier League, we played more not to lose when, yes, I get that, but even when you play not to lose, you're still going to get beat by quality in that division 1-2-0. Mm. Um, we never kind of played like Leeds did, where we just played with flair and attack teams and you know, kind of maybe um, sort of come away from those sort of draws with a nil win or something like that, maybe to pick up them points. Um, and, you know, after Liverpool, you know, the media were all over the place, you know, how great we were and, and Scott yep. And after Liverpool, we just capitulated. And mm-hmm. I've never seen, I mean, and you guys must agree with this, a, a coach never gets away with not getting any wins in, in 10 and still keeping his job. Mm-hmm. Now, because of obviously the current climate we was in, I, I don't know. Um, but it was allowed to happen. And one of the biggest things for me, really, and, and I'll keep bringing this up, is yep. the ignorance to play Cavalero, Mitrovic, <laughs> all the time. Now, I know there are issues, whether they were not getting on or not talking, um, but we talk about fine margins. And when you look at some of the absolute sitters that we missed in games and, you know, point-blank shots and, you know, just that little bit of quality... If Mitro's playing those games and he converts, I don't know, 50% of them, right. we'd probably give ourselves a better chance of staying up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I look at that and I can't forgive Parker for that um, because we did have better options. It wasn't that we didn't have a striker at the club, we did. Um, I don't believe he was injured. I do believe it was probably mm-hmm. else. Um, and I just look at that and think to myself, I've got no emotional attachment to Scott Parker. Um, I don't think he's got any loyalties to Fulham. Um, personally, I think the season before, I think he had one eye on the Bournemouth job anyway, Russ. To be honest with you, um, it may have been because we got promoted. That yeah, obviously that, that that went to the wayside. But you know, the speculation again. Um, we're, we're deep in, we're not deep into our summer, but we started um, you know, a summer break where we need to start preparing for the championship. It's going to be tough again. Yep. You know, and we're today still negotiating, talking. Um, and just based on the question, do you want Scott Parker to leave? I just want it done and finished. It's gone too far. Um, I think like what you said, Russ, would you take him back? No, I think we move on. Um, okay. Later down the line anyway, if he becomes any good, he's only using Fulham as a stepping stone and he'll be gone at some point. So um, for yeah. me, yeah, he's got to leave. Okay. And that's going to lead to, to, as we're talking about Parker, and then I'm going to ask you guys, who would you want as a replacement? Because I truly believe that's where this is headed, that he's going to be leaving Fulham. It could be of mutual consent for reasons of, uh, you know, financial. So, but, but before that, here's something that has always interests me. And Emilio, you and I talked about this, and I want both your views on this, because I think that us as fans, we know what, what you're getting with Scott Parker, you know, we call it Parker ball, but it's it's very conservative in nature. It you know, and, and again, there have been positive moments with Scott Parker, so I, I want to stress this. But I think the media have treated him very well, and I think it might have 
influence how people feel about him because I think he speaks very well. He dresses very well. And I, you know, it, there's one thing to be able to talk a good game. The other is to be able to act on it, to have a good game. I don't like his game, Emilio. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think the media, the way that they have treated him, have uh, sheltered many to exactly what's going on at Fulham. Because beyond us, I think his perception is much better than what it really is. Yeah, and he was always, he's always had the sympathy card, hasn't he? There's always this view that Fulham are a poorly run club. You've got a director of football who's a bit a joke to you know in terms of in the football world and outside of in and with all the media. So he's come in, you know, dress sense, you know, you know, cool dress sense. But his pure, I put in inverted commas, his purest view of playing football won a lot of plaudits. You know, clean, nice approach to football. It can be, it is very boring. Let's be very honest. You know, he's not, he's very conservative, but. He got the sympathy because the media felt he very much had a, a squad that was there's lack of funding, lack of direction, lack of ownership from the from the from our owners, and he he was always in the sympathy vote. He's English as well. I think that that obviously buys him a lot of votes. But because he tries to play a purist way of football, and our possession rates were quite good, that was seen as to be he was trying to do something that was very pure and, and in terms of a football style of football. He hasn't didn't have the players to play that way, in my yep. opinion, any offensive quality. And he didn't have any plan B. Let's look at Roy Hodgson. Compare him to Roy Hodgson many years ago. Roy, when we when Roy in his first season, how many nil-nil draws did we get away from home? But he had two philosophies. He did draws away from home, be negative, be conservative, and he's done that with Crystal Palace. But then he plays in a certain player style of football at home, and look how many wins we got. Under exactly, that's Top my point, Emilio. You know, we kept saying we beat your Brighton, Southampton, Crystal Palace is at home, and we will stay up. As I said that twelve months ago, we would have stayed up. But clearly, he only he only recognises one way of football, the purest way, sideways, backwards, and hope that he will create something out of nothing. That was his philosophy. And that will remain his philosophy. He will not change. And that's why he's got a very positive view in, in term, with the media. And the, 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 the media love him. They do. They, they do. They do. And I think that also influences how everyone feels. And I'm not saying us form supporters, but the, mm. the way I hear about him – I think he's been elevated. And uh-huh. Scott, I, I want to get your opinion on this because, again, I've seen many interviews. I've seen how people talk about him online. And if it's not from Fulham supporters, I, I, I feel like they're getting a different view of Scott Parker. How, how, what are your thoughts about how the media have portrayed him? Well, I think he's, I mean, even as a player, he was quite highly kind of thought of by the media, wasn't he? Um, sort of English, prim and proper, you know, dress well. Um, you know, always smart, always polite. And I think he's always carried that through. And I think Parker's carried that through as a coach, really. Um, and the media is always, regardless of whatever he's going to do, we're always going to perceive him to be that type of person. Um, you know, people that were taking interviews that, or knew him or, or kind of meetings or whatever. All right, Scott, how are you doing? He, he was quite well known, or he is still quite well known through the actual footballing industry. So I think he gets out as an upper hand. But like I said, um, you know, if that was anyone else um, in that position uh, with that run of 10 games, they would have been sacked before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to look at the fact as well that we scored, was it nine goals? That's insane, Scott. That is ludicrous, and that is that set come some kind of record. Now, people... and. Fans will always sort of turn around and say, well, you know, we didn't really get the players, you know, Bobby Deckel's over Reed and this and that. 
But then I'm looking at people like Leeds. All right, fair enough, they've got a world-class coach in there. But Patrick Bamford stepped up. Dallas stepped up. You have players, you know, even Costa that um, come from um, the division below as well. Same as like Cavalero. Mm. Um, so players stepped up and they react to a coach and they react to a manager. And I just don't feel that we got the best out of a squad that we had. Um, I don't. And the media always perceived it, I think, as being a club issue, which I do agree with. I, yes. You know, oh, I agree. I think too much of the leverage was always put on that and not the individual. Um, so I think he gets away with a lot. And I think what Emilio says, he's, he's, he's got one style of play. Um, you know, you knock it about sideways in the hope that something happens. Going forward um, as a team this season, and even oh. if I just found us very mm-hmm. negative, um, you know, but I think unfortunately we, we, we've fallen foul of, of the media in this situation. Um, just yeah. And again, nothing against Scott Parker. I've got nothing against him, but I just feel that because he's that type of player, we've you know we've we've succumbed to this media view of him. Yeah, it's it's fascinating, Scott and and uh, Emilio, when we talk about him because he's very likable, and I, I like him as a person. This isn't about him as a person. This is about mm-hmm. him as a manager, and I don't like his style. As Emilio keeps saying, this is the thing that I can't get past. Two things: one, the players regressed on underneath him. And secondly, there is no other style. It's his style of play. Has it has it changed, tweaked it? Yes, he's tweaked it. But it's still a reactive style of play. It's conservative. It's never on the front foot, as you said, Scott. Because, again, you know, I criticize Leeds, and, and uh, I have to give Leeds credit. And I didn't think that they could do that the entire season. I was proven wrong by Bielsa. I was – Totally proven wrong. He proved me wrong because that team, they played on the front foot, and yes, they gave up goals, but they won more than they lost. They they, they played to win, Scott. Let's go back to that. They played they, to win. They did. And, and like, going back to a typical game that I see was that, that uh, one new loss at home to Wolves. You know, we got done wrong. Yes. And for me, I looked at that game and I thought, we never had a better opportunity of actually winning a game picking up points. And I think it was Nuno at the end of it said, we come here to defend. And I thought, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I thought myself, you're coming. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just, it was just too negative. Um, yeah. And I get that he's a manager and a coach learning his trade. Um, yeah. But I, I, for me, you know, too much media speculation regards to more of the person that he is rather than his coaching skills, unfortunately. Right. And, and that's just, you know, I wanted to bring that element into this because like I said, if you go on social media and you see how some of the Bournemouth supporters are treating this, Emilio, I don't think they understand what they might be getting. Yeah. And, and we know what they're going to be getting. And, and, I, and I was going to say, sorry to interrupt there. I think for me, you know, I've, I was always, I wouldn't say I've, I said, I've ever been his biggest fan, but you, you want to give managers a chance. I don't like hiring and firing managers. That's not, that's not good. That's not good tricks. not good in terms right. of our, our reputation in the media, as far as I'm concerned, I want a stable club that's well run, well managed, and give give the manager the tools to be successful. If he looked to change his approach, be a little bit more dynamic in substitutions, like the Wolves game that Scott mentioned, that was that was a yep. winnable, winnable game and a must win game, and we only attempted to draw the game at minimum, and yet we got sucker punched. And too many of those. If we if he had tried to change things differently, he gave it the best shot with the resources we had. But we still fell short. I might have been a little bit more sympathetic. So, okay, 
I saw he's tried to change things. He's brought some of the young players into the mix. He's maybe played Mitrovic a bit more. And it just hasn't worked out. Then fair enough, you could say he's done his best. Maybe give him another opportunity. But for me, I just don't think he did enough to warrant a continued job, you know, role in, in this club. That's that's the thing for me. It's he there was a, he had the, he had reasonable tools at his disposal. He, yep. re, he never changed his philosophy and approach. And I don't think we maximised what he had. And I think that, that's the thing that frustrated me in those last six to eight games. And to Scott mentioned nine goals at home all season. Goodness, that's a that's a that's a record, world record probably at this rate. Yeah, you know, same about how many records have we broken, positive and negative, last season? You know, winning away in Liverpool, Liverpool positives, but our home form was absolutely atrocious. And that's if we had tried to do more at home, change your setup, change your approach, go all up, fall out of tact to win. Then, like I said, I might have been a little bit more sympathetic. So you know what? Give him another another few games in the championship and see if we can if we can push on from that. But the way I saw him, I think he just lost a will to win. I think really, I think really, that Wolves that that you saw that that look of despair when they scored in the ninety third minute. Do you remember that the camera went straight on Scott Parker's face? For me, that was a nail in the coffin. For me, that that was a moment. The season was over. Okay. We didn't want to admit it, but that was a moment. The season was over. That look in his face, Scott Parker. That was your fault. You should have won that game. You had the tools to win that game, and you were only happy to draw nil nil at most, and you got sucker punched and got nothing for it. For that, he deserves to go. Okay. And uh, here's a counter to this, and, and uh, it's just a long comment, so I'm just going to just highlight Edward Servants's Parker switched from a defensive three center backs, five strategy, back to a back four. So he did change Emilio, but it's still a style of play, though. Yes, yeah, style did- of play. Exactly. You change some stuff. You make some subtle changes in defense and setup at the back, but – our creativity very poor, very still very conservative. Yep. It's those those adjectives haven't been changed by changing those philosophies. Yep. You know, we might have been a little bit more tighter, and there was a period December to what December till March that we were getting plaudits from the fans, and we did close the gap against Newcastle. Yep. But we just failed to push on, and it just he. I think the Leeds game, like you mentioned, and the Wolves, those two games for me, I think, you know, he he made mistakes there, and he and, yep. and unfortunately after winning yep. and we regressed in the gap. The, Grew again. Yep. There's not enough games left in the season, so you know it's it's time for him to move on. He's had his chance. Yep. He's not Ted. He hasn't taken it. Yep. Okay. And uh, we've got some great questions, so I'm going to feed some of these in. And please keep your questions coming, Scott. I'm going to go to you on this because this is something that you and I were talking a little bit off air about. Did Parker create clicks of players? They were not a united squad, and there were obvious undercurrents all season. Scott, it seems like that to me. What are your thoughts on this? No, I mean, you know, we can't speculate. Um, you know, there's rumblings of, you know, kind of unrest behind the scenes in certain players. Um, you know, Parker, typically one of those kind of coaches that if you do fall out with him, there's no coming back. Um, if you undermined him, um, you dropped. Um you know, again, so this kind of media kind of hype about him being a certain person that he is, which, you know, he probably well is. But from a footballing coaching point of view, I, I do think we maybe have had a couple of other issues behind the scenes where yeah. balance of players weren't kind of getting on with him as they should be. Um, I think that goes on in all types of clubs, to be honest with you, Russ. I mean, like okay. I said, we can only speculate, but for me personally, I, I do think... Yeah, I, I do think he was a he was a kind of a motivator for a certain group of players, but I think behind the scenes you probably had groups of players that that weren't very motivated under him. 
Okay, excellent. All right, guys, let's move on and let's ask the question. Over to you, Emilio. Do you think he's going to go? Do you do you see that as the outcome here? Yeah, I think he. I think he will. Yeah, I think. You know, don't always don't always believe what the media say, but it's these there are there are advanced talks in place. It seems to be suggesting it's becoming more of a mutual agreement. It's going to be resolved very soon. I just hope the club, our club, have got a plan B in place already. They surely they haven't let this trying to work out a solution or outcome without having any replacement in place. So let's see. Are the club that that mature in advance? Are they doing that? You'd like to think so. You know, we're in the middle of June. Sit fixtures about to release next Wednesday. Knowing how the club run wouldn't surprise me. Scott Parker goes before the weekend. He goes on another two or three week holiday. He comes back with Bournemouth and preseason, and Fulham are searching for a manager still. <laughs> then we'll end up with all the scraps that are left in the in the in the in the in the world. But I don't have faith in this in in these owners, and that's also Shahid Khan. We'll talk about him afterwards. Yep. Oh, we absolutely But I'm starting to lose a bit of respect for him as well now, and hence my frustrations tonight. You can hear me in my voice. I'm very angry at the moment. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Scott, your thoughts. Do you think Parker leaves? And and I can see your expression when we were talking about this. I have a feeling that you're really concerned that they don't have a plan B. Mm -hmm. No, it's going to be that they did. I'm just thinking, (laughs) what what have you been on the scene? I was hoping they'd have. I don't think they will. Um, I don't think they will. Yeah, I I think that that kind of feeling is hope. I mean, but we all... (laughs) Going go, and I think you've probably kind of summed it up in, in the most polite way possible. Um, I mean, he's going to go. Um, yep. You know, I think I'm not sure how the club, I mean, the club probably would have known at the end of the season that he's either not happy, you know, with the club or, or, or the hierarchy. I mean, that was pointed out well before the season ended. We yep. know comments towards some sort certain person that there was going to be backlash with that. Um so, I mean, obviously, they've had to get together, have talks. Um, I mean, we've ridiculously offered Parker a three or give him a three-year contract, so he's got two years to go. Um, you know, if you work that out, it's been speculated that for him and his backroom staff, you're probably looking at about £3.2 million a year. Um, you know, if Bournemouth do want him, they're going to have to pay the best part of £6 million, I think it's been rumoured to be. Um they are rumoured not to have that amount of money. Parker wants to leave. Um, Fulham are not going to sack him because they've still got a manager in place at this moment in time. That's right. They didn't walk for nothing. Um, so I think the way that this is panning out, and I think I tweeted this today, that I think there will have to be a mutual agreement here between... Yeah, I agree with you, Scott. Portmouth, if that is the case. Um, and... You know, but the problem we got is that, as Milo quite rightly said, you know, we've we've got a season to be getting on with. Uh, we've got, we've got transfers to be dealing with. You know, we've probably got players hanging on the fact that they're staying or going because of of a coach. Um, yeah, and um, you know, something has to be sorted. I did say a while ago that he'll be gone within two weeks. I didn't think mm-hmm. it'd cut as dry as it would. Um, and the two weeks will be leading up to his Friday. So if he goes tomorrow, I'll be spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I can honestly see us um, if Bournemouth yeah. has money. I can I can honestly see us maybe sort of negotiating with Bournemouth for a player in exchange, maybe. Yeah. I know you you suggested that to me off air, and uh, yeah. again, you know that's something to consider, Scott. But let me go back to you. Let me ask you this question: Do you think that this is actually more mutual, or do you think that this is all about Parker wanting to leave? Do you think they want him to stay? 
I don't think it was mutual at the beginning. I think one party probably started it and then another one's kind of jumped on the bandwagon. And I, and I think now it's going to be more of a situation where both probably want to part company. Uh, okay. It's been an ongoing thing, not not, not just all of a sudden. You know. Okay. All right. All right. So let's go with the idea because I think we're all in agreement that we believe this is going to happen, that, that the club and Parker are going to move on from each other. So, Emilio, I'll start with you. If he does leave, who do you want as a replacement? And if you're watching live, feel free to share your suggestions. I've seen Chris Wilder's name already suggested by some that are, are commenting, and I've seen other names as well. I'll give you first crack at this. Who would um, you want? You know, obviously, I don't want to sound like a politician. There's a lot of typical names out there. You know, keep Brendan out. Eddie Howe, you know, could be a good fit for the club. Another good English manager. Tried and tested at Bournemouth, kept them in the Premier League for a few seasons. He would be, seems to be a, a natural choice, you know, and, and has different styles of football. So he, and also he, he's a good man manager and, and we've seen him develop players under Bournemouth. So he seems to be a very obvious choice. You know, I'm looking at other guys. Chris Wilder, I don't, I'm not inspired by, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't inspire me. I think I'm, maybe it's wrong for me to say that. Maybe he's not the right fit or the profile for the club. I think we're a bigger club than Sheffield United, a more attractive club than Sheffield United. And I worry that we're not, with under Chris Wilder, we're not going to get those big names or those names that would want to come to play at a very prestigious part of London and in the UK. So you want a, pro, a manager who's got a profile that can attract the right players and bring the young players through the ranks. You know, I've also mentioned Fre- you know Frank Lampard. You know, let's, he won't come to Fulham, but head to head, well, Scott, you say that, but what's the, what's the advantage over Scott Parker? Chelsea gave all those youngsters opportunities to play, played a more attacking football. Yes, he's maybe a slightly obviously Chelsea regressed in, in this season, but he'll be a better choice than Scott Parker. Both young managers, both very similar, started their trade in the Championship. Who would you rather have the two? I'd have Frank Lampard hands down every day. The other choice, you know, David Wagner. I don't know, but, you know, again, he could be a choice. He's a free agent. You know, he struggled in Schalke, but under Huddersfield, with limited resources, he played a good brand of football. He's available. He could be another option. Not being talked about, but, you know, he maybe divides opinion. But, you know, other than the obvious candidates we talked about, what about someone like that? There's 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 a couple of Italian managers out there who potentially do a job as well. So... Let's see. Let's see. For me, Eddie Howe seems to be the obvious choice, but potentially David Wagner could give us something a little bit different. Good brand of football. Did well with Huddersfield. Okay. Very good. I'm going to be sharing some uh, suggestions as well in just a bit. But, Scott, I, I believe I saw you tweet this, and I'd be all for this this uh, manager. <clears throat> Nuno. They would have to back up the truck for Nuno, but I would do it, Scott. Would you be down if they went after Nuno? But the question is, would he even consider Fulham? I think the, the, the bigger question to this question, Russ, is is who's going to want to come and work under Tony Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we can throw names about left, right and centre. Um, okay. But the bottom line is, you know, who is going to come and work under the ho- hierarchy the way that it is? Um, I think we'll That's a good point. We'll discuss later about the director of scouting or, or whatever. Yes. But um, I think unless our philosophy changes, I think that pool of managers becomes a lot smaller. You know, yes, I mentioned Nuno the other night on, on Twitter. You know, if he's not going to Everton and he's not going to Palace, you know, I, I'd be all out for somebody like that. Chuck him. Um, but then, you know, is Mendes agent, um, 
he does demand a lot of money. Um, you know, he demands a lot of control. And when you look at some of these managers and the way they have to operate, you know, under a kind of hierarchy, they won't want to come. I mean, you mentioned Howe as well. Uh, yeah. He'd be the favourable one, I think, because he likes it down south. Uh, we're a bit of an attractive club, you know, where we're based. Um, you know, he can work with some of the younger players. He, he does get a good work ethic out of them and, and a little bit more. But again, will he work under Tony Khan? I don't think he will. He likes a little bit more of a free reign there. Yeah. So, I mean, I was looking at, I think Marco Silva is available as well. Yeah. Watford manager. Um, you know, people like him. Um, I'm not a fan of Wilder. I'm, I'm, I'm in the um out there with that one. I just don't think he's high profile enough at a club like Fulham to, to attract players. Um, the reason why I did this to Lampard is I think the fact that Fulham fans are not going to see Frank Lampard's black and white army. It's just, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, and I think the negativity over that would probably scupper that as much as it would do if, if, if Pulis come to the club, you know? Um, okay. I'll be honest, Russ. I, I mean, I'm, I'm stuck. The, the obvious candidate, I think, would be Hal. Uh, but it's moment. I think there's bigger issues to sort out before Eddie right. and, and does that job. Right, and and I'm glad that you mentioned that, Scott, because let's talk about Tony now. And I'm sure everyone's like, why aren't you talking about Tony? Because I wanted to talk about Parker first. So here's the question I'm going to ask. Will Tony Khan continue as director of football? And what, you know, again, I, I say that because, again, there are a lot of moving parts here. And I think that he will, but, again, will things change? Will they have taken a real look at the whole way they do business and change how they do business with Tony as director of football. I don't know, but I think Emilio Scott just brought up a good point. If Tony is the director of football continues, who's going to want to come here? I'm not. And again, I'm just saying, knowing what's going on, that you're going to have to answer to Tony Khan, the way things have been, that could end up being a deterrent to getting someone like an Eddie Howe is, Scott's talking about or Nuno or someone like that, they're gonna want their own own guy potentially. They're gonna want their own team. They're you know, again, their backroom staff, yes, but they're gonna want assurances that the person who's going to be, as we say over here, shopping for the groceries, that maybe they're gonna have have a good say in that. And I'm talking about as a as a manager. So let's talk about Tony. What is his role as we talk about a potential new manager? Could that be an issue for Fulham? Yeah, I think so. I think it will be an issue. Whoever comes in to replace Scott Park, if he goes, whilst Tony Khan still remains in situ, he's going to have a problem. Look at Slavisa. Him and Tony Khan were at each other's throats from day one, to be honest. So, you know, same thing there. You know, Slavisa was everyone's fan's favourite. Look, he got shafted and he was at at Tony Khan's throats, you know, day in, day out. Will he go? The club have to do something, right? They've had two... Massively failed attempts to stay in the Premier League. They've got promoted twice and they failed to stay in the Premier League twice. And that's for thanks to Tony Khan, essentially. But Mr. Shard Khan, act like the man you're supposed to be. You're a wealthy man. You've got brains. You've got good advisors. Do something about this club. You've invested a hell of a lot of money in this club. Sort your son out and sort the club out. This, this club is an embarrassment now. We're a yo-yo club. And Tony Khan said that himself a year ago, if I remember. He did. He did. How can you thrive and want you know want to be a successful club when you've got your direct you know your director of football who's who's happy to accept us going up and down as long as he's getting the money from from parachute payments each year he's got to go let him focus on his wrestling business 
and let the club re re you know, regain some respect and credibility in, in the world of football. Because we're, we're a good club, we're a family-run club, good location, good stadium. We can attract good, good names here. The owner's very wealthy. Just do the sensible thing and let this man run his wrestling business. Otherwise, I'm ashamed. Sometimes I'm ashamed to be a Fulham fan at the moment. You know, I'm really am. The club comes first, admittedly, all the time. We can't carry on being a joke club, and it's, it's something has to change. And maybe the statement from Shahid Khan last week was very much, very what's the word, very uh, bland, very uh, very. There wasn't much given away in that statement. No, because obviously, clearly, there obviously the Scott Parker is obviously on his way out, and maybe Tony Khan is. Maybe maybe we might see a change there as well. I'm maybe. optimistic. I think you've got to be optimistic. I don't think he'll go, but I think there's something inside me saying. Will, will they accept another third failed attempt to get in the Premier League and stay there? Something has to change. Yes. Carry on running a business like this. Yeah. To I Listen, I totally agree. And it's funny, Sky, you and I went back and forth, mm. I want to say about a month ago, <clears throat> as I said, I don't think that he would sack his son. But you know what? I'm at the point and I, uh, that, again, I, something, as Emilio said, something has to change. If he was a general manager, as and that's what his job would be here for, say, a, a team over here in America, he would he would be fired by now. The, he would be fired by now. The, there's no question about it. It's a delicate situation because it's his son. But this is going to lead me to ask you, because you and I were talking about this, when we talk about will he be there, I think he will be there. But, the, but will his role be different, Scott? Meaning... The, you know, you and I talked about this. We're going to talk about director of scouting. What is that job, Scott? And how is that going to work with Tony Khan? Does that mean that there's going to be a change? Does that indicate that we're going to see a change in how Tony is involved with Fulham? We don't know that. But I'm curious if you think that Tony's involvement, just speculation, is going to be intermingled with this director of scouting job. Well, I mean, will Tony continue as director of football in some form? Yes, he's already told us he would die at his club. Um, and he was quite explosive with that, as we know. Um, he's going to be around in some form. He's going to be, if he's not signing off the checks, he's going to be ticking the boxes somewhere along the line. Um, I mean, for me, you're right. I don't think Shad Khan's going to sack him. Um, they can move him. Yes, which I feel they're going to do. I okay. think director of scouting title, which I feel is a kind of an S after the F kind <laughs> of thing between him and sort of Tony, which allows Tony just to sit back a little bit more, not concentrate really more on kind of scout or, or kind of analytics side of things, but allows him to carry on with his record. Um, but I do still feel that he'll probably have the final sign off in players. I think it just moves him out of the limelight a little bit. He hasn't tweeted since, I think, to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, he's been very, very active on social media, as we've seen with his forbidden door and stuff like that. Um, so we can see that that dedication within his, within the wrestling franchise at the moment is his main priority. Um, yeah. There, there, there's kind of content every day. There's you know, there, there's media pushes for it every day. Um and he can't he can't do all of those things. If you if you're gonna be a director of football, you're going to run a club successfully, you effectively need to be at full time, possibly on British soil, especially if you employed, you know, a young coach like Scott Parker. You need That's right. time to do it. And 
coming back to Parker is probably one of the failings of the owners because of that. Um, but for me, he's still going to be there in, in, in some contents. I think the penny's dropped. That I think he's too involved, not too involved in that way, but he's too involved verbally from a social media point of view. Yeah. And the backlash that he's been getting from that because the fan base has, over the last couple of seasons, I think we're, we're probably looking now at 80% more plus people that have turned against Tony simply because of the approach that we've got in experiences, you know, the mess that we find ourselves in. And I think somebody's kind of had a word and said, look, Tony, you need to kind of step back a little bit now. Um, yes, you can still be involved, but let footballing people start making the decisions. And I think this is probably where the director of scouting comes in. Yep. With you know, bounded about you know, people that have been in the game a long time, have identified good talent, um, you know, and they go to the director of football and say, can you sign us off? Um, I think that's where we're heading. I think it's a positive. Okay. He's never going to go 100%. Okay. And, you know, and that's an interesting way, Scott, because in a way, I can understand your point of view and I, well, I definitely understand your point of view. And, and I keep telling myself this. Listen, I I think Tony cares about the club, but I don't think that Tony can do all of these jobs. And like you said, I, I think that it's okay to be what he is, a promoter for AEW. But if he was a director of football at any other club, he would not be in that job now. Right. Exactly, Scott. And that's my point. If you had these types of failings. We're talking about relegation. There's no way. Like I said, in, in any job over here, there's no way. And the thing about it is that as he's basically Vince McMahon, can Vince McMahon run the New England Patriots? The answer is no. He's running the WWE. And you're asking someone on that level to be the director of football for Foam Football Club. I think it's time that he passes the reins on to someone, and maybe that's what we're, hopefully we're going to see with the director of scouting. What are your thoughts about that, Emilio? Do you think we're kind of headed there, that that they are going to have some change, but that Tony will still be involved? Yeah, I think Tony will always still be involved at the club. Um, the scouting role, it's, it's just like previous Scott, it's just literally just another adjective. You know, Tony Khan, let's be honest, Tony Khan's a control freak. You know, just the way, you know, see the way he, he conducts himself in the in the media. In the in you know, I've seen a few of the clips on, on this wrestling business yep. when he was full of football. He's a control freak, and that's the reason why he doesn't want to let go. He wants to control everything. He wants Absolutely. to be here and everywhere. And it's about he, control, Emilio. You're right. Control. He doesn't want to relinquish that control, and it will it will hurt him. You know, someone of this, some of that ilk who thinks it's very much just you know this be all end all senior public eye figure in the in the world of sports. You know, to then to, to actually hand the reins back to somebody else, he'll see that as failure. So, to Scott's point, if anything, he will either look to change the, the you know the scope of his role, or discreetly still have some involvement, albeit not as directly as he has been past. So that's where the scouting role may may take a lot of responsibilities away from him, and he has less decision making. But I think will he make the final decision? Probably ultimately yes. But as long as we've got somebody more exclusively focused. Then that's what we need. We need some direction. This club. We yep. what's our what's our strategy? That's the thing. We've got no strategy. This club. It's it's nope. and Shad Khan's statement again last week. Well, we we're going to do our best to get promoted. I want to know what we do in the next five years. Talk about your recruitment. Talk about your your youth squad. 
Stop talking about the same things. You've told me nothing new, Shad Khan. You're talking a load of rubbish. I almost said the wrong word there, but you're talking a load of nonsense, to be honest. And be more tell us fans, we need to be confident that you've got our best interests at heart rather than just looking at it season by season. Do what you can to get promoted and do what you can to stay up. You've given us no hope that you've got a vision of where this club is going to go. Where do you want this club to go? Premier League, Europa League, and, and fight like we did under, under Roy Hodgson and many under Martin Yol, for example. We got with you know we got into that top six, top seven place. Why can't we do that again? You know, it's not it's not inconceivable. But where's our strategy? It's all about oh, renew your season tickets. We'll do our best to get promoted. We care about you. We've got a look, lot to look forward to. That doesn't tell me nothing. Anyone can say that. Where is your vision of this club in five years' time? Where do you want to take this club in five years' time? If you've got no ambition, Shard, sell up and, and let's get somebody else in. Okay, excellent stuff. And that's going to lead us coming up next to really go into talking about mm-hmm. the Shard Khan statement. And could it affect fans renewing their season tickets? You know, and again, I it possibly could. We're going to talk about that coming up next. Whether taking a road trip to the beach heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Commission-free trading is the norm, but true value is more than a price tag. It's a team of traders to answer any question, a personalized education, and Thinkorswim's charting capabilities. Value is becoming smarter with every trade. TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. It's the simple things that are oh so marvelous. With rich, creamy, non-dairy Planet Oat oat milk. Like coffee, the first cup mixed with a little Planet Oat. That's pretty marvelous. Or planted out in a bowl of cereal, sharing a laugh on Saturday morning. <laughs> but don't forget about mom's planted out mac and cheese. It's so ooey gooey. Yep, there's so many moments that are more marvelous with planted out. Rich, creamy, non-dairy oat milk. Oh, what a planet. Okay, Amelia, you, you led us here. So let's now talk about the statement. And when I saw this, I, th- I think now I understand why the statement was what it was. And as Scott already mentioned, <clears throat> I think a lot of it had to do is the fact that there were things going on behind the scenes with Parker. So they had to be generic. And I think that they just intended to put something out as uh, they were talking about renewing your season tickets, right? So that's what they ended up doing. But here's the thing that I want to get your thoughts. I want to get your thoughts on this. And you you mentioned this to me. You are still considering if you should renew your season tickets. Mm-hmm. And I go back and I'm going to yeah. ask this question to everyone listening. If you're a season ticket holder and you're thinking about it, why are you thinking about it? That's mm-hmm. a problem. It's a problem that longtime supporters are thinking about renewing season tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My frustration is where was, you know, put, put Tony Khan aside. You know, every time he, he comes on social media about Fulham Football Club, it's clearly only when we're winning games. So, but the owner, where were your statements during the season? I didn't see enough, enough statements from you when things were chips were down, the team was struggling. Where was that optimism, hope you were given fans? I didn't see enough of that last season when, when things were, were really going against us. And that's when I want an owner, a chairman, to be there communicating with the fans, engaging with the fans. 
do I want to renew my season ticket? Well, at the moment, I'm struggling to see whether I actually want to renew. The only driver for me wanting to renew my season ticket is whether I can stay with the mates around where I sit so I don't lose my seat. That's the only reason why I'm determined to go. If those other guys aren't renewing their tickets, neither am I. I'm going to stay away at the club and decide to come back. I've got, I've got bigger things to be worrying about. I've supported this club for 41 years now, and this is the first time I've actually dwelled on renewing my season ticket. It would be no, I would have done it by now. I haven't even, actually haven't even logged in to know how much the cost of the ticket is. That tells you the situation. I'm not interested at the moment. Fulham Football Club is not top of my priority. So, so the question is, I wasn't happy with that statement. Told me nothing. There's no strategy in that statement either. Shard Khan, you just want to sign up for season tickets and hope for the best. You're going to lose a lot of fans next season, including okay. those who have been supporting the club like myself for 40 odd years. I probably will renew, but they'll okay. be very reluctant. I won't be renewing with a, with passion like I normally do year on, year out. Okay. Scott, over to you. Do you think that the statement, and again, I think I understand why they did it the way they did it, but do you think it actually backfired on them? And again, I understand why they did it because, again, they were re- re- getting ready to have fans renew their season tickets, but I'm starting to see online a lot of outrage and fans thinking that they might not renew. So did that statement backfire on them? Um, possibly, but I don't think it's just a statement. I just think it's the state of the club over the last couple of seasons. And the media picked up quite well there. That um, I don't think I've seen this club have so much lack of direction under owners. Um, you know, um, Chad is a billionaire. He's, he's worth his what, $8 billion? Is it something like that? Um you know, you put him in the Premier League, I think he's one of the fourth richest owners. And it's not um, a kind of, I, I don't think, an unrealistic kind of um, dream or idea to have Fulham as an established Premier League club, you know, in London, again, fighting for Europe. Um, I mean, what what are the Khan's ambition? Um, you know, is it is it to build property around Fulham? Like, you know, like I don't really... Jackson Jaguars and, and have that worth multi billions and, and the sporting venue not do very well because yeah. that's going to drive me away as a fan. Uh, I come for football. I don't come for a shiny new stadium or you know mm. the, the kind of pre-match kind of you know wall of this kind of thing. You know, um, so I think a lot of fans have been building this up over the seasons in regards to the direction of the club. Obviously, the problem that we've got with you know the way things are run. We are very detached from from a club that we used to, to be. I've always said that. Um, don't get me wrong. Football moves on. You know, become a business without the billionaire owners. We'll probably be back down in in, in the old third division again. Um, but I think there's an element of expectation you need to keep there. You need to keep fans on side. They are your yep. blood. Um, you know, and you need to interact with them. I mean, yes, the statement was very blunt. Um, I thought it was probably a little bit rushed. And Shad Khan probably didn't even write it, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, yes, we've got season tickets coming out. I, for me, are going to look on the positive side of this. And Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, and, and I said this at the beginning, I think they released that statement because they had to release something. Yes, I agree past, with that. In the past, they've spoken far too much about what needs doing. And sometimes actions are greater than words. Um, yeah. Sometimes by saying nothing, just getting on with it and admitting your faults and saying, right, things need to change here, probably serves you a little bit better. I'm just hoping 
um, but obviously that is the case. Um, they realised there's a problem, they've kept it short and sweet, and the answers that we're looking for will be obviously more clearer before the start. Um, touch wood. So that's you know, that's 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 my thing. But I've always said with, with Shad Khan, um, I know we were under fired, he was more involved with the club. But the one thing that he always did well um, is that he always employed footballing people. He always brought the best people in around him to make the decisions. And I feel that we don't do that. Um, and this is just coming back to Shad Khan as an owner. Like Emilio was saying, you either got to show some intent or involvement with it or, you know, sell it to somebody that is. Um, yeah. Because I think we're going down this slippery, slippery road where it's starting to piss fans off now. They're falling out of love, not with the club, but the ideology of, of how yeah. it's being run. And this could be quite damaging as owners. So I think something, you know, needs, needs to be... Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. No, no, I listen, I, I certainly understand that. I'm going to share some comments. We, we, we have some fans that are have renewed. So I bought my tickets today with both my young adult tickets. will go what, whatever division we're in. We are foam, right? Certainly understand that. I've got... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, supported the club for 41 yep. years, all through the divisions, went to Torquay United when we lost 2-1 away when we were 91st in the league. So I've been there, done it, seen it as well, Royce. It's not just yourself, but at the moment... This club has got no strategy, no, no, no identity at the moment. I'm getting frustrated with the, the direction or lack of direction of this club. And to be honest, you know, do I give them my money or do I rather invest it elsewhere and do something else with it? At the moment, that's why I'm struggling to to show motivation to do anything with the club. Like I said, I can't even remember my password to log into the system to renew my ticket. That's how that's how bad that is. Actually, it yeah. works, me, yeah. Huh? I've got another comment from Dan Mace. I'm renewing my ticket statement or not. It's full, my team forever. And I drive from Bournemouth for all the games and will continue. Yes, I'm not, but I can't help it. And listen, I certainly understand that. Mm-hmm. I want to sh- share this question and please keep the questions coming because uh, I think there were some very good ones. Here's one that I find very interesting. This is from Steve Reynolds. It's all about a lack of understanding about the club. I could buy an NFL team, but I would not understand the ethos of the team. Scott, I think that kind of explains what a lot of people are feeling when it comes to the cons. Yeah, but I think if you invest in anything, you know, whether you invest in a car, a house, or whatever it is, you've got to have some added interest in in, in the item that you're investing in. You can't buy something and expect it to kind of make money or, or to be an identity without studying the history. Um, I mean, the amount of times that the owners have, have quoted on something and they've got the history of full and wrong is, is embarrassing. Um, I know that we move on. I know we have to do things differently. Fulham has to change to become a club, obviously, of, you know, of some kind of size. But, you know, it's... Yeah, you're right. You, we can all invest in something if we had the money, um, but you've got to learn that you're not going to go out and buy a Ferrari and then you've got to learn to drive it. It's one of those kinds. Right, exactly. I totally agree with that. I totally I agree think, with that. And I think when it comes to Fulham, I think the identity and everything else, strategy, mm-hmm. also a plan of moving forward, you know, hasn't been thought about very clearly and yep. really shared much with the fans to keep them on side. So, I totally yeah. agree. And uh, Emil, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's everything we've, we've said at the moment. It's Business is business at the end of the day. You know, I always keep getting told sometimes you make decisions at work 
not because it's you know, you make it not you don't put sympathy in the way you know sometimes the club, we love the club but do the shark i think the cons will love the club but they do? They, you know do they love the club enough or is it more the fact that they're just not in a position where they understand our business our model our fans our history you don't buy that you can't but money doesn't buy history money doesn't buy that passion in the club you have to live and breathe a club to love it you know i just maybe we were blessed with alfire for so many years that's what we see an owner to be you know somebody look at the leicester city owner that's exactly what we we would like to see our full owners to be. and they've got the we've got the ability for them to be that they're wealthier than the uh the leicester owners but they've got the model right they've got the right strategy the right vision they engage with the fans there's simple things the cons can do to resurrect the situation yeah. improve it i don't think it'll take a lot the, the, the money does a lot of talking clearly but engage with the fans be more yep. involved with the fans just some simple changes and believe you me it will make a difference not just with our fans in this country but globally as a brand they could do a lot wrong just just to get some 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 pr exit pr spend yep. and actually just look at some simple facts here because lessons owners have done something clearly right and more important they engage with the players and the fans the cons you can do that listen to us watch our show tonight just yeah. think about the fans they're your most precious asset Absolutely. And Scott, this goes along with what we're talking about. Mm. Asking the question from Steve Turner, Russ Emilio Scott, would you agree that Shahid and Tony are absentee landlords? This goes to reaching out to us, reaching out to us, the supporters. And, you know, not just like, like you mentioned, yes, they might get history wrong, but make, make more of an effort to be, to be more involved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we look at, I mean, even with the the Riverside stand now, I mean, it's probably the most pictured Riverside stand that we've ever seen. I mean, that's mm-hmm. down has taken the interest, but we've had more direction in regards to that stand and Fulham <laughs> than we've had since the cars have taken over Fulham Football Club. And I think there needs to be an adequate balance there of yes, we you know we, we all don't want Fulham to be this little quaint Fulham by the river with the cottage in the corner. We you know we want this stadium to compete and everything else, but at the same time. You know, we need some leadership with the club as to what direction we're going in. You know, we want this great stadium or whatever it's going to be to, to play in, in the Europa League or, or wherever we're going, not not just to bounce between divisions and you know have the odd sort of statement thrown about every single season. It's it's not it's disconnected too much there for me to be honest with Russ. You know, yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at with it. I mean, I don't doubt that both Tony and, and, and Shad. Love the club and it's their best interest at heart, but I think they need to have a deeper look at it and think that if they're going to get any success out of Fulham Football Club, there needs to be more involvement, especially with uh, connectivity to the bands. Um, you know, and I, and I think that side of it needs to change, really do. Right, and you know, it's funny because uh, I got a lot of stick when I was a part of uh, a video conference with Shah Khan, and Shah Khan came on Cottage Talk. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not even saying coming on Cottage Talk. Go on the Fofcast. Go on some of the other podcasts. Engage with the fans when you're at Craven Cottage. Really get to know them. Apparently, they did this with the Jaguars. I think it might be time to do that again, Scott, with the Fulham supporters. Get back involved because I think that can go a long way. Because I think the fans want to know that they care. You can invest all the money, but. They want to know that you're invested personally. Would that be fair to say? It's fair to say, but even if you can't do it directly, put the people in place that can. Yeah. Um, 
it doesn't hurt by having somebody. I mean, call them the director and fans or something. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. An engagement director or something like that that's just there at games or whatever that sit, maybe meetings other than Alistair McIntosh and stuff like that. Someone's a little bit of a, of a higher mm-hmm. hockey that gives fans answers and just a bit more reassurance of a direction of, of where a club's going. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that's important. I really do. Okay. But what are your thoughts about that? Emilio, I was thinking about this, you know, as we were talking about it, the the fact that I was actually on this video with Sean Khan and that I actually met him with a bunch of supporters in Jacksonville that second season, that, that preseason, I, you know, and he engaged well with the fans. Why has there not been more of that now? Maybe it's time to do that again. You know, a lot of people say COVID has a lot to do with that, but, you know, there's other technology, there's other ways to engage with the fans. There's technology means, there's more communications, there's more, more give, give the fans something to cheer about. You know, last season we went, you know, we had we didn't have much to cheer about last season, did we? And, you know, I would have liked to have seen the owners there just supporting us or giving us a vote of confidence or giving us a bit of a boost. But clearly they decided to stay away from any form of communications and that, that just, just angst the fans even further. So, yes, you can blame COVID that you, there was no fans at the games, stadiums were closed and so forth and so forth. But there are other ways of just communicating with the fans. I just, I just want our owners to be more engaged, communicate more, go and hire some PR specialists and do something about it. Because these are simple things they can remedy to address the problem. But at the moment, it just feels they're over there in America, you know, not clearly not making money because the business is actually a loss making at the moment. So, but there's a lot you can do to change the situation. It's a business is a business. You want to be yeah. successful, then you've got to change things. Surely they can see that. And the fans are getting frustrated like myself and something, something has to change. You know, I want I want the I want the Fulham that I saw a few seasons ago under Miami Dunfight. I've not seen that unfortunately under the cards. I've not seen that passion, yeah. that desire, that commitment like I've yeah. our own. I want to bring that back into our club. And sometimes said, mind what you wish for, I get that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't take a lot to change your behaviours to give some opportunity to resurrect a bit of loyalty and faith of the fans. We deserve right. a bit more as well. So you know, we've got wealthy owners. They've given us the opportunity with nice new new stand, two Premier League seasons, albeit they're both failures. But you know, give us something more to cheer about, guys. And I think that that's what we're missing at the moment. I feel our club, its ethos and its values are completely shot to pieces under these owners, and it's getting worse. That's the thing; it's getting worse. Well, I got my friend Chris here, who's not a form supporter. The owners need to do something to convince Emilio to renew his season ticket. So again, I, I, I certainly understand that. And going back to our discussion here, you know, it, I just think that it could go a long way if they really engage with the supporters. They've done it before. They can do it again. Or as Scott said, get people in place that would engage more with their fan base, with, with their customers. I hate to go there, but we are the customers. We are the lifeblood. You guys right there, you guys are there buying season tickets. We're all in this, but it would be nice if they were, like you said, the best way that I can put this, Scott, and I know many fans are going to agree with this statement. I want film to be a priority for the cons. Why do I feel at times that it's number three, Scott, mm-hmm. that that AEW and the Jaguars are one and two and Fulham are third? That is what irks me, Scott. Yeah, I, I, I do get that impression. Um, I understand that from a wrestling point of view, and I know fans go mad when they see Tony jumping around in rings and 
know, sort of going on about his forbidden door and stuff like that. But A, <laughs> um, and he's, he's um, I don't think, you know, he's live as well. It is acting, it is TV, it's, it's a lot of social media. Yeah. Emphasis on it to promote it. and um, But I think the problem is there that when things feel like that and, you know, we're number three, and I'm sure the Jackson Jaguars feel that way as well sometimes. I've seen yeah. Things like that. They're, they're, they're falling behind the wrestling venture. But when you're generally getting somebody concentrating on that every single day and you're not getting updates about your club that you love, that you've supported for your years, whatever it is, blah, 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 then fans are going to generally feel like that. But yeah. each sporting venture is going to be as important. And, and that's the thing. If Tony's going to concentrate on AEW, um, all it wrestling at AEW, then fair enough, go off and do that. Bring somebody in to promote Fulham a little bit more. The Jackson Jaguars, you've got the ability and you've got the money to put people in place. Like fired, then bring people in to do the job properly. You don't exactly. Full time if you do that. Concentrate on what you want to do. Um, but I feel, yeah, they, they need to bring that structure in and start spreading out a little bit more. Because I say, once a fan, mm-hmm. then you've got a problem. Right. And listen, like I said, I've met Shaikhan. I've talked to him and... He seems to, and this is a while back. We're going 2015. I think he generally does care. I know that there are fans that don't. The problem is that I think we need to see it again, and it's been a long time. We need to see a little bit more from him, and we need to see if they're not going to be there directly, as we're all talking about. Hire the people to really get more involved with Fulham Football Club. Show more engagement. And uh, I think that would go a long way because it does feel like number three on the depth chart. And that's not good enough for me. And it's not good enough for any of us. And it actually, after meeting Mr. Khan, I, I truly believe that Fulham were a priority. And I think that they are. We're just not seeing it to the level that I think it needs to be at. All right, guys. And again, there's one of the things I was going to add as well. We're a million miles away from seeing 13 consecutive years in the Premier League. Europa final, European football, FA Cup semi-final. Look under the, look under Mohamed Al Fayed. What we achieved. Yeah. Okay, we struggled at times. Don't get me wrong. Some bad decision making at times, but we had we were blessed for thirteen consecutive seasons in the Premier League and yeah. reasonable cup success. You know, we're we're a million miles away from that at the moment. It, it can't be further from the way we were a handful of years ago under under Mohamed Al Fayed. So he's got like Scott says, Shad Khan's got the money. Make some changes invest in the club, engage with the fans, and you can take this club back to the way it belongs in the Premier League and an established team. But at the moment, I just, unless these are made, we're a million miles away from that. Sorry, sorry, Shad Khan, you're yeah. a million miles away from it. And you're totally detached from reality. That's the thing. You've got yeah. no clue how your fans are thinking at the moment. Yeah, and uh, I just shared this comment from Freya Page. You could still be passionate about your business and want it to be successful. And mm. I, I agree with that. I just think that we just need to see more engagement. And I think that's what we're, I think we're all in agreement on that. And I don't think we're asking a lot. I think we're just asking for them to show us that foam's a priority. And, uh, and that would go a long way with all of us. Okay, guys, been a great show. I, I do think that we need, need to wrap this up. We, we could probably go for another three hours talking about all this stuff. But um, Emilio, I'll, I'll go to you first. Final thoughts before we wrap up. No, it's been a good show. It's good to have Scott again. Apologies if I'm sounding frustrated and angry tonight, but uh, I think I'm entitled to, you know, after yeah. so many years, you know, I'm, I'm allowed my opinion. And so it's, I probably will renew my season ticket, but it won't be 
with confidence. I'll do it reluctantly, but and the reason is if the other guys around me book do theirs, I'll I'll I'll, I'll renew mine. If they don't do theirs, I won't renew mine. My worry is I don't want to lose my seat amongst the fat people I sit week in week out. But those other fans are equally speculating and debating whether to renew. So it's not just me. It's not just me. Okay, excellent. Scott, before we go, I, I want to get your analysis of what we talked about. Did we hit all the major points? Is there anything we missed here? No, I don't think so. I mean, it may be perceived as being another sort of negative show. Uh, most of the podcasts are at this moment. I feel it's a position that, that we're in. Um, we've suffered another relegation. Um, we've just watched Brentford overtake us. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've watched... Um, you know, we've, we've watched another dilution of a coach within the club, bad decisions, um, and it's getting very frustrating. And, and, and the thing is, you know, this can't continue to go along, you know, if Khan's won a successful football club. Um, you know, there needs to be direction. I think there needs to be a little bit more understanding of, of where this club is going. Um, and I feel that there's space to bring probably footballing people in now to make those decisions to yeah. make this club successful. Um, you know, everyone's frustrated with Fulham at the minute. Um, don't get me wrong, anyone that's supported Fulham over the years has always been frustrating. <laughs> that's one of the joys of supporting this club, whether we've been yeah. their owners or not. And I get that's the ride, but I don't personally feel we need to be in this situation with the owners that we've got and we can be very successful. And I think it's time for us to be successful, we really do. Nice. Um, but it takes a bit of vision from the owners, a bit of understanding, a bit of acceptance, really, to say yep. that this needs to change. We've exactly. Got, we've got a predicament coming up in this summer of we don't know where we're going, we don't know what players are going to be there, who's coming in, we don't even know who the coach is going to be. Um, you know, and... Fulham fans are stressed. They really are. Um, and I think that kind of, this show's capitalised on that, really. And looking at Emilio, who's normally, for me, quite a level-headed guy, he's pissed off. And, <laughs> yeah, very. Very. And, and I thought that's, that's, that's the sentiments of most fans at the moment. I really do. But I don't know, Russ, it's been, it's been a really good show. Yeah. Yeah, listen, you know, again, I, I would rather us have a a show where we could talk about some positivity, but there's nothing positive really to talk about except for the only positive thing that we could talk about, Scott is our, is, is, is our love for foam football club. Yeah. We're we're all in it. And uh, we just wanted to, to get back to where we wanted to be. And what, you know, and again, you've already said this, Scott, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll take it to, to the next level on this. When, when you hear the term yo-yo club, the first time I heard it, it didn't bother me. It really annoys me now because that's who we are, Scott. We are a yo-yo club. Yeah, and the one problem you get with that is that when you know our director of football comes out and says it, we would have killed to be a yo-yo club. I think <laughs> even worse now, to be honest with you, because yeah. it, it was a comment at the time. It's actually become factual now. Um, and some fans will see that as deliberate. They really will. Mm. Uh, good point. All right, guys, fantastic show. We do need to wrap this up, and I want to thank everyone who commented. We had a ton of people comment, and we had a very good size live audience, which is fantastic considering that, that there's a match going on between the Netherlands and, and uh, Austria. We've had a lot of people watching live, so thank you, everyone. And we're going to be back soon, but I want to thank my very special guest. I'm going to say Scott Tanfield, co-host extraordinaire Emilio Donnell. I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk.
Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.